Hey, 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 welcome to episode 245 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Today, we're talking about how landlords are being overly picky and it's fueling the rental market. Enjoy. Hey, welcome back, friend. Thank you. Back from holidays. Yes, yes. Enjoy your time away. I'll let you know once I go. (laughs) So we're recording this one a couple weeks in advance to offset the vacation time, which is typical in the summer. Sure. But uh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, one of the benefits of being a realtor and now being CEOs of a big company. uh, Oh, I I hate those posts. I I won't say anything. Um. You learn when to push yourself and work extra so you can, like, we don't take any vacation all year. The only vac- like Well, I did in the last 12 months, finally. Went away twice oh, yeah. to Mexico. You did. So you're taking another vacation? What is this? Well, I already told you, I'm bringing my laptop. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, what what's your internet like at your cottage? That's good. Is I don't it? know what speeds they get, but we stream... You know, Netflix, et cetera. And Can you stream multiple devices or just one at a time? I've never had an issue. So I I, really? I don't know. I mean, the, we're not usually on our devices much when we're there. Usually the kids, Good for you. kids go to bed and then Alicia and I might watch a show or a movie. So it's not like it's being put under a lot of strain. And there's no, like, you've got cameras and stuff. Right. We've got nothing on Wi-Fi. Right. Yeah, I have the Arlo cameras. I have the Sonos speakers. Right. Um, the smoke detector or you turn that oh, off. Oh yeah. The nest, uh, smoke detector. Uh, yeah. I had to, uh, deactivate the smoke detector because but now you don't now I don't. Cause I got Starlink. I bought into, they got me, they got me with all those Twitter ads, 199 yeah. rural special. Yeah. So I bought it. You helped me install it a few weeks ago and it's blazing fast. We've got clients in Puslinch. We were just talking about them. Ian's yep. going to shoot some preliminary exterior photos soon. Um, so they beautiful. have beautiful. They have property it's like gorgeous. that backyard, that pool yeah. area. Oh, gorgeous! I know. Um, Adrian's smiling right now. I like the house. I'd love to live there. I told him he should buy it, and yeah. uh, he's too cheap. He's too yeah, cheap. I think I am. But anyway, so my my point with that is they have Starlink and they love it. Yeah, And they're going to bring it with them to the new house that they're building. Yeah. But they actually have fiber optic at the road line now. Oh, wow. But they still prefer, well, prefer, they're just accustomed to, and they're really happy with the service from Starlink. So so I got to contact Starlink because there's different levels of service that you can have. And one of them is called their RV service. Yes. Which is basically a pay-as-you-go plan. Like if you don't want it for a couple of months, you can shut it off and then turn it back on and not pay for the... Isn't that a different device though? Like that one's designed to be mobile. So is mine. That's why it comes with the stand. Really? It's not a different device? I fucking threw out the stand. What? Yeah, I got rid of the stand. Why? Well, because I mounted it to the side of the house. So I'm going to climb up the side of the house, take it out, put it on the stand. What am I going to do with it? I'm going to sit in my car in a park. And I still have the stand Wi-Fi? for my TV that's hanging in my on my wall. I have it stored up in my little mezzanine in my garage. Your 15-year-old TV? No, no, that one. No. <clears throat> that one we got rid of. 
What did we do with that one? I don't remember. We replaced it last Christmas. Ah. Oh, yeah. You bought the... Uh, Got another one. Nothing the, fancy, but the newer anyways. And what do you call the frame? Oh, frame. no, that was a different, that was a couple years ago. Oh, you got another new TV. This is for the bedroom. Well, if you stop buying all these TVs, maybe you could afford a new house. Maybe. I got it on sale. I always get stuff on sale. When has anybody in the last 15 years bought a TV that wasn't on sale? Answer me that. Uh, 15 years, I probably did. You, well, you, my you first a- screen, my first TV, that was about 15 years ago. I'm guessing. Okay, in the last seven years. Has oh, anybody okay. bought a TV in the last seven years that what wasn't was on Let's sale? Pull the room. Robbie. Pull the room. Did you, you buy a TV that was on sale? It was on sale? Yeah. yeah. Ian? I haven't bought a TV. Ian doesn't watch TV. He uses his devices. Right. Anyways, um, speaking of RVs, you and I were talking about something yesterday. I don't know how serious you were, but I think it's pretty cool. Is the What's that concert called? You can take an RV there. Ooh, that would be a great team I've, trip. I've forgotten. I've got it open in my one of my browser windows. Ian here. will be all over that like a power fat kid trip, on a smart power trip. So the this is like Woodstock, but amplified. So this is in California. There's going to be Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, ACDC, Ozzy Osbourne, Metallica, and Tool. Three day concert in the middle of a desert. In the middle of a freaking desert. And so and there's hotels. You can go camping. I have done that drive. It's actually a very nice drive. I was thinking maybe I'll go to Edmonton and then take my buddy's RV, but it's a day's drive from from there. So it's a bit... Well, you can kind of fly into anywhere and take an RV. You rent one? Yeah. No, buy it and then return it when you're done. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, let's get into today's topic. Um, my note, landlords are being picky and further fueling lease prices. Among other things. I mean, the... The rental market is crazy. Nuts. It's crazy because Nuts. the competition is fierce. Very much so. The most of the competition is incompetent. Very much so. <laughs> uh, the competition is fraudulent. Very much so. And landlords are freaking out. Very much so. Because they can't afford the rental properties. Correct. They can't raise rent. Correct. Market's crazy. Yep. There's your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So what's happening really is the mortgage rates. So any investor now will get a mortgage that's a variable rate. That's what they've been trained and taught. And and any, you know, financial advisor will say, oh, you need to go with a variable rate because you're writing off the interest anyway. If you ever want to sell it, you're not paying the penalties and just gives you more flexibility. Not to mention, most of these people buying are using home equity line of credit for the down payment. So the interest rate on that is going Mm -hmm. up. That's a great point. So now you're paying more money on your home line equity for the money that you used as the down payment. Now you're paying more money on the mortgage on the property itself. So your out-of-pocket expenses, well, in the last episode in 244, we kind of touched on it with landlords maybe have now been, you know, instead of losing $100 or $200 a month on their property, now they might be out of pocket seven, $800 a month or more. More. Well, and so, that's, there's people that picked up two or three properties. So here's what's happening is they're getting greedy and they're saying, okay, well now my expense to carry this place is 
whatever, three grand a month. So now I want $2,800 a month, even though the market over the last couple of years said it's only worth 2,400, I don't care. There's not enough supply out there. And if you want to rent a place, you want to rent this place, it's 2,800 bucks. And then what's happening is like, and I'm sure you've noticed this, um, obviously as we do own KT property management as well. So we manage a whole bunch of properties and we see the numbers. Most of them we've helped purchase these properties as well. So we've got the whole kit and caboodle in terms of knowledge. And a lot of landlords now are being much pickier and much more selective as to who's moving into the property. Yes. Well, and it's interesting too, geographically, it's important to be aware of where you're buying and the quality of tenants available typically Mm -hmm. in those areas. Mm -hmm. Like Halton region, Peel region are usually, usually have a pretty good selection. Toronto, you've got a great selection. Um, You know, as you get into like Hamilton, Cambridge, certain areas, you're, pool of tenants in some cases it's like okay well which one is the least likely not to pay so it's funny i spent a little time in huntsville and you know me i think huntsville is a great place to invest in real estate Mm -hmm. i really do believe that there's a lot of opportunity for growth over the next five to ten years i think whoever buys real estate in that area is going to do extremely well and we know several realtors. Now your brother actually is a licensed yes. realtor as well. Congratulations, Brad Trot. Are, are him and Aaron agent. actually teaming up as a husband yeah. and wife team? God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> they do everything together. Yeah. Well, they have no kids, so that might help. It's totally, yeah. Different world. Different world. Um well, speaking yeah. of Huntsville, as but from okay, go ahead. Let, let, let me finish this thought is There's nothing to rent. Like if you go on MLS on realtor.ca and look for rental properties in Huntsville, there's fuck all. There's nothing available. And Um, everybody you talk to in Huntsville, they're like, yeah, there's nothing to rent. So I started looking, okay, well, what is there to buy that you could potentially rent out? And there's a lot of- you sent me, I didn't reply to you, sent me a townhouse. Yeah. Didn't you think that's a great deal for 400 grand? Well, I assumed they were holding offers or something. No. Really? Yeah. Nice two bedroom place for 400 grand. Yeah. Um, And when you look what it rents at because of supply. That's the interesting thing. The further away from the city you get, the rents don't change a whole lot. You have to go really far away. The prices change far more than the rents do. What people would call the boonies. Yes. But it goes back to what we just said is the quality of tenants. I'm trying to get to if you stop interrupting me is that. The more like your your brother and your sister-in-law, they're local business owners. And one of their complaints is it's almost impossible to find people to hire. Employees, yeah. Employees. Absolutely. And you start looking into it a little bit more. It's not that there's enough people, not enough people. There's nowhere for them to go. There's a nowhere for them to live because they can't buy and there's nowhere for them to rent. But then the people that are there... There's a lot of people that don't want to work. They're collecting money from pensions, from whatever disabilities or. I feel like the developers 
I feel like moving somewhere like that is a big decision. It's like, oh, like for most, like, or that's like a retirement plan, maybe like thinking in the future. But I think if the developers got together with the local businesses and somehow collaborated and said, we have this new development, move you up from the city and, and align you with a job as well. Well, that's kind of like what they do on um, uh, when they build luxury resorts in other countries, like on islands, right? Like right. they build a new uh, mega resort in Punta Cana. Right. Uh, yeah, there's some Dominican people working there, but a lot of people coming from the States, like coming from Florida, coming from whatever. My dad, back in the day, he had an opportunity um, to take his electrical company which he almost did, but as a single parent at the time, he would have been leaving me alone with my grandmother or whatever for, I think it was a two-year contract to go to Guam. Oh, wow. Because they needed quality people. And that's, you know, a lot of times you look at North America to bring these kind of people in. And uh, he would have been making three or four times the amount of money that he was making here. Wow. So a tough decision. For a contract. So it's like guaranteed. Right. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of what you're talking about. Good idea. Uh, I went to, oh, I can't remember the name of the brewery. Where? In Huntsville. Muskoka? No. Great Lakes? No. I want to say Bench. Is that right by the... Docks? Not far from it, yeah. I think there's, I can't remember. Bench, Bench Brewery Company or I whatever? I think I can picture it. Anyways, I was walking around shopping. It was brutally hot out, so I just walked in because I wanted something to drink. Had a delicious uh, IPA there. And the gentleman that served me, he actually just moved to Huntsville uh, from Brampton and is a teacher. And his wife worked for the government in some capacity, um, but most of her work is remote. And they just moved up there and they, um, yeah. Well, my brother, is, they, they have a friend who's, a, I believe, a firefighter mm -hmm. in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And they work, you know, two days a week, 24-hour shift sort of thing, I think, something like that anyways. So he commutes into the city occasionally for work, spends the rest of time up in Huntsville. Yeah. Anyway, my point of buying like a rental property in those areas, your pool might be good, but the quality of applicants might not. Affordability yeah. might be an issue. So the the factor there is Getting to the be payments might be an issue. Be prepared to be. You should still be picky because there are still good people. Like my brother just rented a place. Mm -hmm. um, like there are good people looking for places to rent. It just means be prepared to be on the market a little bit longer, which means you're carrying Correct. it for a longer period of time. Don't rush and just choose somebody out of a sense of urgency to get some source of income because you may not get it, and then you can't get rid of them. But here's what happens. It's what? a double-edged sword. Okay. So let's just say you now have this property, we'll say in Huntsville, and you've put it up for rent at $2,500 a month. And it's on the market for 30 days because you want to find the right tenant. And you get an applicant that, you know, uh, yeah, maybe, 
maybe we'll accept it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Let's say those people don't get it. You say no. Okay, we decide we're not going to get it. Now those people go to the next place and they don't get that place. What's going to happen with their second or the third or their fourth offer? They're going to increase their offer, right? Yes. So if you're asking 2,500, these people have lost out on two or three properties. Now they might increase their offer to 2,700 or 2,800. Just we need this place. And so they're helping inflate the prices because now the landlord will look at it and go, well, wait a minute. If that person's willing to pay 2728, that means the market might be willing to pay 2728 for this place. So let's not list it for 25. Let's list it for 28. And that's what we're seeing a lot of right now. Well, the one variable that you always always take rental rates, like leased prices with a grain of salt, because you sure. do not know who they've brought on as a new there's, tenant. There's no serious comps. No, because you don't know, the, the landlord may have taken a flyer with somebody that was recently bankrupt yeah. and said, okay, I'll only do it if you pay me more money. Right. Which is not a good idea. But, you know, if you're looking at that and saying, oh, I can get that much. Or they might take less if that person pays a year up front, as an example, and you'll never see that in the comparable actual listing. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of factors that go into it. Yeah. But the... The key here and the topic is that landlords are being very particular and it's because they can't get rid of tenants very easily. So if they get, you know, this is usually a privately owned property. Sometimes this is the owner's retirement fund. Mm -hmm. This is sometimes like their monthly budget is completely maxed out in order to carry this property with hopes and dreams of being able to sell it one day and retire or put their kids through school or whatever. Or pass it down to their kids. Or pass it down to their kids. So uh, the landlord, uh, the Residential Tenancy Act in Ontario favors tenants. If a tenant's in there, it's very hard to get rid of them. So if a landlord gets stuck with somebody that's not good, well, now they're in trouble. If you want to go down a little bit of that chat for a minute or two, because we've seen this situation come up in the last few weeks, you have tenants that have been in properties for three, four, five plus years. And they're paying next to nothing compared to the current lease prices. I had a chat with somebody in our sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. They're paying 17, I can't remember, 17 or $1,800 a month rent. And when I asked them what a comparable home that they're looking at would rent for right now, the answer was about 3200 from 1800 a month to $3,200 a month. Yeah, guaranteed they've not been budgeting for that change. No. But at the same time... Well, neither has the landlord. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, at the same time, neither has the landlord. So Landlord's looking at it going, well, okay, my mortgage payment just went up 1000 bucks a month. Right. And the increase on the current market rent could cover that. Well, so this is good for land for tenants to know too, is if you're in a property that doesn't isn't governed by rent rules. So if it was built in November, I can't remember the day, there's a day, but in November of 2018 or later, the landlord can raise it by an any amount within reason, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of what the annual prescribed increase is. Correct. So you could be in for a surprise as well. Yep. And most landlords in the last 12 to 24 months have been. 
And that's why a lot of the condos are bought um, by investors. That's the right. New, the new builds. Yes. But now the there there are people trying to change that. So I'm I'm knows? assuming it will change. I suspect so. Anyway, lots to be um, like. This is really interesting stuff to me because it shows the dynamic of so many things of of how mortgage rates come into play. Of you know, our a big portion of our business over the last few years has been investors mm-hmm. buying properties that they can rent out even flip you're not seeing any flippers at the moment and if you are they ain't making any money well and now you're gonna see less of that yeah because they have to hold it for a year otherwise they're paying correct. income tax correct so it's gonna change a lot of the the real estate market's going through a lot of shifts and changes right now yeah not in a, not in a bad way actually i think no i think things like that should help it yeah because I think people that are flipping houses frequently, they should be charged income tax. 100%. That's your source That's a of business. income. Yeah. yeah. Why would they get away if any other business can't do it? Right. So, and some of them have got caught doing that or having to do that, having to pay income tax. Well, anytime you try and be... Retroactive to sometimes previous years. Anytime you try and be shady, it catches yeah. up to you. Yes, I agree. Catches up to you in one way, shape or form, it'll catch up to you. Don't be shady. Do things, especially when it comes to paying the government taxes. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll find out. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, I think uh, the most important thing uh, for landlords is you should be picky and scrutinize paperwork. But at the same time, I think there are a lot of good people out there that need an opportunity. So, and if you really dig into an application, sometimes you can find those people and they can be excellent tenants. So don't just deny an application because of one or two things that are concerning, like really give someone a chance, but also for tenants, do yourself a favor and hire a good real estate agent to represent you. Because if you're just running around on your own, the odds of you being accepted by a landlord are significantly less. Well, not only running around on your own, running around with somebody that doesn't even know what the hell they're doing, even though they're a licensed realtor. There's lots of that. Lots of that, especially yeah. in rentals, because in rentals, realtors make next to nothing. Right. Like you're talking about, we're working for five bucks an hour if we're lucky. Right. The amount of time and paperwork and everything that goes into actually putting a lease together. Now, we're blessed that you and I have brought up ourselves and our realtors to understand that we are in the business of helping people find a home regardless of how they're paying for it or what they're paying or what we're making. And it's building a relationship because with those people, we hope that in the future when they need further real estate assistance, that they think of us for their next move, for their parents' next move, for their colleagues' next next move, whatever. And so we take on all that business. A huge portion of our business is leases as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will easily do on average two or three leases a week, if not more in uh, peak times. Um, And that's, that's good stuff. But how many times you have a realtor that will present an offer that all of the supporting documents are not there. The documents have not even been properly reviewed um, the offer itself has errors and mistakes. You were talking about that this morning. Well, that was for that a was purchase, for a purchase and sale, too. but, um, yeah, you've got the numbers. Buy the a realtor. Buy the realtor, realtor was buying it for himself and it was just littered with errors. 
Yeah. But anyways, don't want to so, get off topic. Yeah, don't want to get off topic. But um, but there's a lot of agents that I know one story you had a while ago that you told, you don't need to tell it, but there was an agent representing a, a tenant and you caught a fraudulent application and she had no idea. Yeah. I think she genuinely had no idea. Oh, genuinely. I don't think she was in on it. Genuinely had no idea, didn't even scrutinize the paperwork herself, just put a put the package together. Her paperwork was fine, um, but I caught that immediately. That We did talk about that in the podcast, so if you want to listen and learn more about fraudulent applications, look for that episode. Um, One thing that I do kind of understand, though, from a tenant's perspective is providing you're providing a lot of information that isn't overly safeguarded. From their view, like I have, oh, it's, this came up once where um, I asked a, a, a good client who we sold their house and they went to rent something. I said, okay, I would need these documents to compile a, a compelling rental application. And you one of them just gave me a brilliant business idea. All right, we'll talk about it after. He didn't. He didn't. He was really against providing a lot of information, specifically credit reports. Right. Because the credit report goes for us from us to the realtor that's representing the landlord and who knows where it goes from there. So his request was, hey, can you have them have them review it at a lawyer's office? Like, that's not very practical. So maybe there needs to be a better solution for that. What if there was a portal like a OneDrive kind of thing where it's password protected? And We'd have to find a way that they can't screenshot it. They can't. You know what I mean? Well, it's like Apple News. I tried to print that article from Apple News and I couldn't print it. I couldn't do anything with it. The tenant application portal. Yeah. Cool. That would be awesome. It would be. Yeah. Anyway. um, Rent secure. Hope you enjoyed your vacation. Tenant save. Oh, I like that. Rent secure. Thanks for watching episode 245. Make sure you stay tuned for episode 246 where we have a big announcement. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out.